This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, sleep update, plus Biz Works the Street, Teresa is someone. And we welcome back sleep expert and show favorite Jody Mandel to talk about all new sleep issues. Woo! <laughs> Wake up! <laughs> don't, don't, don't make the woo too loud. Somebody's trying to get some rest. I'm so excited about I, this. Guys, this is... It's I'm, much needed. It is a much needed return of Jody Mandel yeah. to talk us through yes. some evolving sleep issues. Oh, thank God. Before we even get into that, Teresa, mm-hmm. how are you? And if you wouldn't mind, I feel like for the listeners, we need to update who our children are. I think it's okay. important in particular for our sleep episode. Yeah, true. Right, yeah. So like a who lives in yeah, your who house. Who lives in your okay. house and how are you? Okay, great. <laughs> so I live with my husband, Jesse, and we have three children, Grace, who's six and a half, Oscar, who's four, and Curtis, who just turned one, and our two very annoying but very sweet dogs. Mm. What the fuck was I talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just go to sleep? I I feel like I started to drift off as I was naming people who live in my house. When you were doing that, I grew tired, actually. I was like this. (laughs) I could just, can we just get some sleep? This is going to be about our kids' sleep issues or our sleep issues. Okay, so head in the game, all right? Wake up! Okay, I'm here. I'm present. I've had a cappuccino. (laughs) My house is very full, and there are a lot of young children who need help with a lot of things. And (laughs) recently, like, especially on the weekends, but and also the evenings, like, it's just, it's... It's almost like you guys probably know this feeling. It's an out of body experience <laughs> mm, sometimes yeah. where I'm so busy taking care of the needs of others for like a chunk of time. I'm not talking like from the moment I wake up in the morning to right. when I go to sleep, but like there are some very busy particular chunks of the week where I'm just it's one thing after another with with each of the three kids and or the dogs or whatever. Right. And I it's it it really is an out of body experience and I recently had this moment <laughs> where I was in one of these moments at home and and then I and then I stopped and I sat down to nurse my baby right before I was going to put him to bed. And I did this thing, which was I said to myself (laughs) in my head, I said, hello, self. (laughs) And then I said, I am a self. (laughs) And it it was so amazing because it was so absurd and so sad, but also it helped me oh, yeah. because I was like, I fully came back yeah. into my body and went, oh, here I am. I am me. I am someone. I, there I, is a thorn, the I am me story. I'm not just like some disembodied arms that are going around helping children with things. And so I know it's the best. And so now this has become this weird mantra for me oh, over the last yeah. few weeks. I bet. Where I will stop and I will and I will go, hello, self. I am a self. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing so hard that it hurts. I can't. Um, and yeah, it's been great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is somebody keeping track if we're getting better or worse over the span of time in our show? 
just as people out in the world. I love that. Thank you. I really do. Mm-hmm. I will also add, there is something about the booth today. I might fall asleep at any point in time okay. in this booth. Right. I love that. Yeah, I love thanks. the talking to yourself, the reaffirming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Snap out of it. Here I am. Yeah. I mean, it, it's also a little crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's sure. great. I love it. <laughs> How are you, Biz? I'm good. Just a reminder, I have in my house, Stefan. He's still around, thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Katie Bell, who's eight, and Ellis, who's a lot of four. B, the mm-hmm. old calico onion, the one-eyed cat. We're down to one fish, still two snails, one ghost shrimp that I cannot believe is mm-hmm. alive. 90% of that tank mm-hmm. should be dead. Mm-hmm. But I'm really good, apparently, at keeping things alive in the house. And potentially, any day, maybe a dog. <laughs> Hasn't <laughs> happened yet, Aww. but that could happen. So that's that check-in. I, okay, Katie Bell became a Girl Scout. She's a brownie this year. You know, and many of you remember, I was a little like, eh, I don't really want you to do it. Not because I don't like the organization. I love the organization. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't add one more thing that I needed no. to be in part of. Yeah. But she asked for like a whole year last year. And then at the start of this year, I said, okay, I, you seem like this is something you really want to do. You've been consistently asking, but you have to understand, I can't help you. Okay? Mm. I can't go to meetings. Mm-hmm. You will be dropped off at meetings. Other people will be coming to get you and bringing you home. There will be lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just cannot do this with you. Mm. And she was like, okay. And I'm like, okay. And she's been really great about that. It's cookie time. You guys may all be aware of this. Yeah. And I, again, I'm very proud of myself. My normal competitive nature has pulled back and just wow. been like, I don't know, we'll sell the cookies, go set up a thing in the front yard, it's great. But you had to sign up to work booths, you know, like where you're outside a grocery store or something. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I'll sign up, two shifts for Katie Bell, it's only two hours, I'll go with her, it'll be fine. So we're, this was our first booth this week, and, and Katie Bell was excellent. Hmm. I mean, she was a star, it was not a busy street, uh, Sunday, not a lot happening. And she was yelling, so, cookies, get your cookies. And she was like, she's my child, so she was incredibly loud. And mm-hmm. people literally just were walking out from nowhere being like, I could hear you three blocks away. And so I came to get some cookies. Wow. Yeah, she was great. That's awesome. Very big motivator of the other kids. Everybody's like screaming and yelling. It's pretty good. And then like the first hour passes and that's it. Mm-hmm. They're done. They do not want to sell cookies anymore. Oh, sure. It's yeah. just like... Brownie chaos up and down uh-huh. this like dead street. Sure. Yeah. In the middle of all like Pasadena. And so, like, me and another mom are just kind of like holding that we're keeping like, just hold the sign. Just yeah. like, hey, two things. One, any advice I found I was trying to give young girls about pushing cookies on mm-hmm. the streets. Mm hmm. Felt really, this sounds really weird. It yeah, felt weird. I was like, sounds... you need to sell it. Oh, God. <laughs> you need to work the. I was like, ah, yeah. everything. Yeah. Everything coming out of my mouth mm-hmm. was horrible. Yeah. And so I didn't say a lot of it. Yeah. The only thing I did say at one point while I was holding the sign was as the, as the girls were just like running around total chaos. I said, ladies, no one wants to buy cookies from an old woman. Okay? <laughs> like, no one wants to see any of us holding the sign that says, uh-huh. Cookie time. That is sad, Stop and get true. your. It's yeah, true. It's true. No, yeah. if I drove by, I'm thinking about by, it. Yeah, yeah. think about. You yeah. see me? Yeah, no. Waving a sign. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, it was a really interesting experience. Yeah, and I salute 
the people who are better organized at this. Uh, and I'm glad we only have one more shift to do. Oh, yeah. Which is like a month from now. Nice. And yeah, so that was that. It definitely should have led, all that energy, all that work, should have led to a night of much-needed deep sleep. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. My voice might be cookied out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my body might be worn out, which I think ties in well to today's topic, which is sleep update. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Sleep update, Teresa. Sleep with kids is one of those things that falls into a category that I think we easily, for no reason, because it's never true, easily are like, problem solved. My child is sleeping. This will never come up again. Right. But it always does. There's no consistent pattern of sleep, really, for any person on the planet. So I don't know Mm -hmm. why we have this assumption that our kids, once they do something at one, or if they did it like from birth until one and then it changed, or one to two, or three to four, Mm -hmm. or teens, or whatever, I certainly don't sleep well, and I'm a grown woman. Mm -hmm. It's still always surprising, Mm -hmm. which I think is remarkable. And so we want to talk about how our kids' sleep has evolved recently. Mm -hmm. And also, sleep seems to be one of the challenges that I take the most personal. Mm-hmm. Like any of the other challenges my kids face, I'm like, I-, I can totally clearly see it's them. I'm helping focus on them. It's fine. But sleep issues become something that I'm like, I my life mm-hmm. is ruined Yeah, when my kids can't yeah. sleep. Or like, why are you doing this yeah. to me? To me. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes very yeah. personal for some reason. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just catch up on sleep issues, which I think is why it was kind of important to talk about at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start because mine aren't that exciting. I say they're not that exciting, but then you're going to be like, what? Okay. (laughs) Let's hear it. Lay it on me. my kids both go to sleep pretty easily. Different times. They're in the same room. But Ellis, when he goes out, he's out. That routine still, our bedtime routine still really works for Ellis. And then Katie Bell can kind of come in and not wake him up. At night when she so goes she to sleep. So she comes in a little later? She comes in later. Okay. And he's usually out. She can even turn the light on and read on her bed, and it's not like a huge problem. Because he's asleep, and it's that like, first stretch yeah. of the evening yeah. sleep where exactly. he's like, really asleep. Yeah. So that's working in our house. Great. For us, it's the wake-up. Ellis has recently... Ellis still has the rounds. Ellis, for a lot of you guys may remember, had a lot of night terrors mm-hmm. <laughs> most of his life. Now we'll go through some like long stints if he's clearly sleeping all night and then we'll have like two weeks of he's waking up at, you know, uh, 11 and then two and then four. And, you know, I kind of have to come in and rub his back and he goes back to sleep and it's fine. Mm -hmm. And what's unfortunate about that is I can't really hear him Mm -hmm. where the kids are because they want the door closed to keep the cats out at night. Mm -hmm. So it's Katie Bell who wakes up and comes and gets me. Ellis needs you. And I do feel a little bad because that's just, I mean, she's like her father. She can go right back to sleep, which is nice. But that is a disruption of her sleep Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. And I do feel bad about that. But in addition to that, he, over this last month, has started waking. My kids wake up at six Mm -hmm. on average. They never sleep past six. Mm. So six is our average. But Ellis has started 
creeping forward. Four o'clock, he comes in to my room, and he's, like, awake. At four o'clock? Yeah. And so I talk him down. Oh, Ellis, it's still nighttime. We have one of those clocks, you know, mm-hmm. that, like, tells you when you can get up. Yeah. Or at least leave the room. Yeah. You know, the bunny's not awake yet, so we're going to get back in bed. And I can leave him, but then five, he comes in. Mm. And then 5.30. Mm-hmm. And then 5.50. And then, mm. you know, like, it, it's just, he's just waking up, and he's wide the fuck awake. Right. And the last thing I'll add is... Even if Katie Bell, as she gets older, wants to sleep later, mm-hmm. she can't because when Ellis wakes up, he wants her to be awake. Right. So he wakes her up and vice versa. Ooh. If it's like the one day that Ellis is sleeping oh. late, she wakes up and wakes up. Either way, everybody's up and I'm definitely awake and unable to get back to sleep. To turn this back on why this is important, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not getting sleep pretty much starting at four o'clock in the morning. Do you get pissed at them when they wake each other up, like on purpose? I, like as long they, as like, they stay in their really? fucking room, don't I don't give a shit. Oh, I get so pissed when I Oscar really don't care. tries to start talking to Grace because I can hear it over the monitor. Um, and I oh, you have lose... the monitor still because you got a baby. In there. Yeah, yeah. So oh. I just if I hear either or Grace has done it occasionally to Oscar yeah. where I can hear her going like Oscar, and I'm just like, oh no! You're I like not. fly out of my bed like as some kind of like uh, zombie or what is it? Yeah. Dracula like yeah, flying yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. coffin. That's right. I just come flying. <laughs> To the room. I'm like, you will not talk to anyone. <laughs> this is my angry whisper. Well, yeah, because yeah. it's interesting, like the staying in the room thing, because like the way it is now, because of the baby. Yeah. If anybody wakes up, I want them to leave the room. Right. And like, if you're gonna be awake and making noise and moving around and doing stuff, you get out of the room. Get up. Get Don't out. Do something somewhere else. Right. Do That's not right. be in that room. <laughs> Don't slam the door. Yeah. All right. So what's going on in your house? Okay. We're, we're, are you? Did that, uh, that cover like, everybody? That was like really it. I so mean, Katie Bell is not getting up early, but she is getting a little bit. Katie Bell's sleep is really Alice. good. I mean, okay. Katie Bell's sleep is pretty great. Okay. I always just feel bad. Just so, I like to say it because you know people are like sometimes everything's okay. Right. It is. Katie yeah. Bell's sleep is pretty good. She's able to go yeah. back to sleep. Yeah. You know, we have the occasional. She's an eight year old. She doesn't want to go to sleep, but mm, yeah. we don't have a huge problem because we can be like go read or do something on your bed. Right. And then yeah. she passes out. Yeah. So she's all right. It's it's still Ellis. Yeah. <laughs> and me. And me. All right. <laughs> so all three of my kids are in a room. Grace and Oscar share bunk beds, and then the baby has a crib. And I'm gonna like try to make this simple. How do I make this simple? <laughs> it's like Ashley. Um, <laughs> take a nap, take a nap, and when you wake up, I'll still be here <laughs> talking about the out. issues of my three children <laughs> sleeping in one room together. Okay, so the baby is on a little baby schedule, sure. so he goes to bed around like 7 every night, sometimes 7.30, depending on what's going on with the other kids, and he he's doing pretty great I have to say I'm not gonna mess with him at all right other than like he gets up once in the night to nurse yeah pretty quickly and just goes back to sleep yeah. and I, I'm pretty happy with that I don't think I'm gonna and he's like he's weaned. that feels normal disruption right totally. yeah, yeah. And yeah like and and he he's like weaning a lot during the day and so like the middle of the night feeding yeah or early early morning feeding it seems to be like one good like solid yeah like nurse session so I'm like pretty happy with that and the only issue with him is with the older kids waking him up right now so then we have Oscar who if he takes a nap at school during the day is a wide awake until 9 30 every night right 
Believe me when I tell you, if you don't have a child who has done this, this child is wide awake until 9.30. That's whether we do the bedtime yeah. routine at 7.30 or whether we do the bedtime routine at 8.30. He is wide, wide awake, awake at 9.30 Yeah. Um, if he takes a nap. If he doesn't take a nap, he goes to bed usually with the baby at like 7 or 7.30. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. That is great. Take that kid out of school. I know, right? I mean, well, I kind of try. Like, I've gone back and forth with. I think I've talked about it on the show up. with like picking him up before the nap. I know he can't stay at school for a full day without a nap by law. Um, and he's a like they have to offer them. Oh, a nap. they offer the nap. They offer okay. the nap by yeah. law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's not legally like, required to. Yeah, let's take yeah. a nap. Um, don't like handcuffing him to his mat. Because I have had no sleep. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm just like, what? Well, and the other thing is that he is a really good napper yeah. at school, given the option of napping. <laughs> so then, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel bad if he doesn't nap because it seems like he kind of needs it. But right. if he takes a nap, even if it's just for an hour, he's up till 930. So uh. It really sucks. So, and then Gracie, you know, she's a first grader. They don't nap. She doesn't really need to nap at sure. all. And she's ready for bed. Her Technically, her bedtime is 7.45. But depending on what's going on with Oscar, we can't really get her to bed at that time. Like, right. if, if the baby and Oscar are going to bed at 7.30, I just bring her in there, too, and I let her read for an extra 15 right. minutes or listen to an audiobook or something. And that those are, like, the best-case scenario days. The worst case scenario days are when the baby doesn't nap well because of other craziness going right. on during the day. And he's really tired by like 6.30. Yeah. So then I get him to bed. Then Oscar needs to go to bed at some other later time. And Grace and Oscar are never, they're just never on the same no. schedule. Like yeah. she's, if he naps, she's really tired way before him. And if he doesn't nap, he's really tired way before her. <sighs> We don't have a steady thing. There's not that, like a sweet window mm-mm. where it all aligns. No, unless yeah. and there there's sometimes on the weekend, sometimes right. if Oscar doesn't nap on the weekend, sometimes there is a window where I can get everyone into bed. But because they're all in there and none and Oscar won't stay in bed unless I I'm in there. Right. And then sometimes Grace has some bedtime anxiety. Yeah. I'm generally in there for 45 minutes best case scenario. I want everybody like after everyone's in bed. Yeah. Like not just the bedtime routine, but like once they're all in bed, 45 minutes. There. 45 minutes minimum. Sometimes it's longer just depending on who's talking to who and yeah. who's messing with who. Yeah. So we do like lights out, we do we blast the sound machine. Yeah. And and then the only person who gets up in the middle of the night, besides sometimes the baby gets up to eat, is Oscar will sometimes get up in the night. Yeah. And he will get in bed with me because yeah. I would rather just have him come get in bed with me than stay in his room and be disruptive of the other kids. And that's yeah. actually turned out to be kind of fine. Yeah. Like at this point. <laughs> the new normal. Yeah, it's yeah. the new normal. And then he's also o- almost always the earliest to wake up in the morning. So it's like it the the problem sleeper in our household is my middle child. Yeah. And on either end we have like actually really lucky, really good, I think really good sleepers. Here okay, I have to I now want to just point something okay. out to both of us. Okay. Because uh, I think this is appropriate for a sleep update. Yeah. A sleep update episode is perfect to remind you how much you've already forgotten. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, how much you've just, like, it's, like, of, like, whatever problem there had been. Because, like, before the show, I said, I was talking to Therese about the sleep stuff, and I was like, well, 
so now you're back to like what you were doing with Grace when she was young, where you yeah. were in there for hours and you were like, what? I was like, what? what? <laughs> I had no memory. And to yeah. be honest, the like, scars yeah. of like Ellis and yeah. the screaming and the night terrors and like yeah. the horror that was those like year like it was like yeah. two years it was of, really like, bad it was yeah. really bad the yeah, night as terrors. soon as you said night terrors I was like oh my god yeah. is that over I that just, was such a big thing that was such a big yeah. thing and like I just feel like 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 the numbness of parenting has like folded over those memories and just yeah. you know like taken them deep away yeah. into the <laughs> Yeah. Some sort of stasis doesn't benefit which, you to hang on to those. Well, it does yeah. it, but I, but you, I, I'm sure that if we went back and listened to the beginning of shows, mm-hmm. I know that I had a thought of there's no way I'll ever forget any of this. Mm-hmm. And we also talked about the comfort of not like when people say, yeah, having kids was easy. There's some right. comfort there because they've just blocked it out. They just don't yeah. legitimately yeah. remember anymore. Things change, and now I'm just like, yeah. oh yeah, no, I don't. Like, none of that feels as impact. I just don't think about it anymore. Yeah. It could be the lack of sleep for eight years or whatever. But, yeah. like, it is so interesting to see, like, where the kids are now with sleep. Yeah. And that, like, like you talk about being in there for, like, 45 minutes minimum. And as your friend, I'm like, you used to be in there for hours which is crazy right so it feels well, like I wasn't there's... in there I mean I was in there the most I was ever in there was like 90 minutes that's a lot but yeah you just said for, for hours. hours to me 90 minutes and mom time is no for hours. it is it's too long <laughs> like I'll give you that it's way too long I just yeah mm. just want to be accurate yeah. it's just interesting sleep feels like one of those things that we should continuously touch. But lots of things, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to go back and talk about that again. Right. <laughs> right. File it away. Right. But sleep, I think, is an interesting one because older kids present an entirely different set of challenges. Mm-hmm. And we had a call from, you know, a listener, you know, it was like a rant or, you know, something like that, where she's talking about how her older kid is suddenly not sleeping and waking up like all the time. And she's like, I can't find any help. There's plenty of books and websites dedicated to babies falling asleep and like how to help them. But there's nothing for older kids. You can't be like, you can't be like, all right, cry it out and close the door. on like an eight year old. Yeah. (laughs) My kid's going to yeah. get up and be like, knock, knock, knock. They don't make, like, gates for yeah. eight-year-olds. <laughs> you can't just stay in put them in a crib. Yeah. Ugh, the eight-year-old's crawling out. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've given the updates. Yeah. We've laid out some interesting challenges. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to Jody Mandel coming on in a little bit and talking us through it. Support for One Bad Mother comes in part from Casper, who's offering a competitive, limited-time President's Day offer for the first time ever. Casper has three mattress lines to choose from. The original Casper, the Innovative Wave, and the Streamlined Essential. Casper isn't just a mattress company. They offer sheets, pillows, bed frames, and even dog beds. You guys, Jesse and I have a Casper mattress. It's a really nice, comfortable mattress, um, and it's pretty fun, I'm just saying, to get your mattress in a giant box that comes to your house in the mail. <laughs> For a limited time, visit casper.com savings 
and receive up to $200 off your purchase of $2,000 or more. The special offer expires February 20th, 2018. See casper.com slash terms for more details. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. Okay, so my youngest child, Curtis, he's one, and he's totally over the activity center. He doesn't want to be in the activity center. <laughs> and in the morning, it's gotten to be kind of a challenge because, you know, you move you, you move from, like, the bouncy chair yeah. to the playpen to the activities that, like, there's, you kind of go through Different the Different places to put my child, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like you basically just need a place where the baby is happy to be stationary for a few minutes while you do a million right. things running around. And it's been really hard because he's like, I can keep him in the high chair for a period of time because he's eating. But then at a certain point, he doesn't want to be there anymore. But what has happened is we got this mini trampoline for my other kids that sits in the middle of the floor. And I thought it was going to be kind of a fail because I was like, okay, the baby's going to climb on this and then he's going to fall off of it and it's going to suck but actually that's not what he's doing with it what he's doing is he's going to it and then he's just hanging out there he's like oh. made it his own activity center yeah in a way like he'll go there and like have a book there and yeah. he'll like bounce a little bit and hold on to the handle and yeah. he'll look at his book and he'll just yeah. like be there Nice. And so it was, it's kind of, it's almost like a playpen, but it's not a playpen. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like a trick. Like he, yeah. he put himself in it. in it and that's where he's happy to be while nice. I'm getting, getting everybody ready. At least for like a few days. Oh yeah. It'll be all It'll over be, tomorrow. Exactly. But like, it's great for now. <laughs> oh, yeah. good job. Yeah. That's, that's really a uh, Curtis Javius. Yeah, it really Good is. job, Curtis. Yeah, good job, baby. But good job letting me, actually, good job letting him. Cause I'd be uh-huh. like, yeah, you gotta kill yourself. Yeah. Get away from it. Yeah. Way to give up. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> I went out with some friends. Wow. I know. Um, <laughs> some moms from the school that I really like, like, sent out an email, like, let's go out and, you know, have a drink and, like, hang out and catch up, and, which is really hard for all of us to do, you yeah. know? And I said, okay. That's great. And I went, and it was super enjoyable, and I had a nice time with enjoyable women. Good job. I know. Thank you. Hi, One Bad Mother. This is a genius. Uh, I'm pretty lucky to have a lot of help with my kids. And uh, I'm pregnant and tired and just um, need some time to, like, be somewhere quiet uh, without worrying about what's happening in the next room. And uh, with all my help, it's usually something we schedule when it's convenient for people. So I know in two weeks from now, my folks are going to take my daughter and I'm going to have a night to myself. <laughs> well, uh, I decided to call around to all of these wonderful people and say that I need a couple hours. And finally, someone got back to me and they're going to take my daughter overnight for no reason when it's not necessarily convenient and 
my husband is working most of the day, which is fine, and I'm going to go home and uh, do nothing and try to really enjoy this extra help before we have a newborn. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay. Yay. This is your genius. Yeah. And job. this is a reminder for myself and everyone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I need to play the like, ask for the help. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. And don't let, you know, I feel like we also are like, I do have lots of help. Right. But then we don't fucking use it. Right. Right? We're yeah, like, or you're like waiting for it to be an emergency. Right. Like, oh God, I just, uh, I can't. but it's like, doesn't have to be an emergency. Yeah. Let me be really yeah. clear. I am in an emergency right now because yeah. I didn't ask for breaks. Mm. Right? Like mm-hmm. the emergency comes when you realize you're you're starved for it. Right. Right. So yes. like guys, go let yourself have the break to do absolutely nothing. Yes. And no matter how small it is, thank you so much for calling that in and doing that for yourself. Good job. Really good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me. Teresa. I was doing errands with Grace last week and somehow I dumped a whole bag of sun chips inside my purse. (laughs) Sad purse. It was amazing. Uh, Like I had eaten, I think I had eaten one. Yeah. And then we were at the car wash and my car was ready and I just stuck the bag in my purse. And then we got in the car and I got Grace strapped in and I looked in my bag and I I literally just said to Grace, like, oh, my God. Like, it was it was stunning. Like, there wasn't a single bag, a single chip left in the bag. Just all of it was out (laughs) in my purse. I'm sorry. That was gross. Thank you. You're welcome. So disgusting. Did you eat the chips? No. Oh, my God. Oh, it was so gross. We're different people. I would have looked for chips that were still edible. Yay! Well, you're doing a horrible job. Thank you. Okay, so started out as a genius. It was like Friday, major day. The guys, I signed up to help do something with the silent auction for the school. So my entire Friday was putting together auction baskets in my house with some really lovely helpers, friends who came over to help. And anyway, it was very exhausting actually to do it and so i was like takeout night it's clearly yep. delivery Good. we're gonna do thai food because katie bell likes the wonton soup i like a thing and Stefan likes a thing Alice doesn't need anything we do anywhere so i mm-hmm. whatever super pleased with myself i've ordered it and all the food comes and i'm taking it out and i have not ordered katie bell her food um. and I feel, like, really bad about it. I feel so bad. She's been, like, she's just been a particularly good kid recently. The kid deserved her wonton soup. And I just, like, look in the bag and I say, oh, Katie Bell. And she's like, what? And I was like, I just didn't order your food. (laughs) She was like, oh. And I said, no, I feel really, I feel really bad about this. And she's like, it's okay. And I was like, no, it's actually not okay, but... You know, what would you like? Can I make you something else? I mean, it's like 6 o'clock, by the way. It's like exactly yeah. dinner time. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, no, I'll eat that. And I was like, okay. I just felt like, a, uh, it was just like, ugh. What is that even yeah. about, I'm man? sorry. I don't know. And it's not like I don't order the same fucking three things right. every week. Right. <laughs> Hi, this is Teresa. I'm calling with a fail. 
I am a teacher, and for the last several years, I have been unable to do this summer program that I really wanted to do because of children. And I told myself, this will be the year. So I got the application in my inbox. I had like six weeks to fill it out. Um, I kept the email open on my computer for six weeks. And then I woke up the other morning, and my first thought was it was due at midnight, and I didn't do it. And the real fail is that I then spent the whole day convincing myself I didn't really want to do it anyway, which is a lie because I did really want to do it, and I have to wait a whole other year, but I will probably have a baby next year, and who knows when I'll get to do it. So, go me. You're doing a really great job. Thank you, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm very sorry. That's a real thing. Oh yeah, the, I'm gonna. You, I've got the windows open on yeah. my computer. Yo, Those yeah. Those windows are there. They're supposed to remind me to do to, certain things. Yeah, they yeah. usually don't. I've even put things in calendars to like remind oh, me yeah. to do oh, yeah. it, and then I don't. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. There's. I don't know what it is in our brains that are like tomorrow's this important day yeah. to do X, yeah. and I've been reminding myself for weeks. And then at midnight or the next sure. morning, you're like, that whole day just happened. And yeah. I didn't do the thing I was supposed to do. Yeah. And, like, you know, the insult to injury is something you really wanted to do. And, you you know, it was, yeah. the, I'm so sorry. It is a fail. It's one that we all share with you. And I'm very sorry. Me too. You are doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just not filling out things that are really important to you. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com, the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family when and where you need it. If you work, the last thing you want to do when you get home is clean. If a baby just entered your house, the last thing you want to do is clean. If you exist in the world, the last thing you want to do is clean. It's okay to get some help, guys. Hire a housekeeper with Care.com. Biz and I both have premium memberships. You guys can get yours too because there's a special offer for One Bad Mother listeners. You can save 30% off a Care.com premium membership. Just visit Care.com slash mother when you subscribe. That's Care.com slash mother for 30% off a premium membership. Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. Yay! I am so excited. We are welcoming back... Dr. Jody Mandel, who is the Associate Director of the Sleep Center at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and is also a professor of pediatric psychology at the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, Dr. Mandel is internationally recognized as one of the world's leading pediatric sleep researchers. She has written extensively on pediatric sleep disorders and is the author of one of our all-time favorite books, Sleeping Through the Night, How Infants, Toddlers, and Their Parents Can Get a Good Night's Sleep. 
Her research focuses assessment and treatment of common sleep problems in young children, as well as sleep problems related to pregnancy and parenting. Uh, And for us, she's just one of our favorite people who comes and talks us off the ledge. Welcome back, Dr. Mendel. Thank you so much. It's great to be back with both of you. We are so happy to have you here. And before we break down emotionally at your feet, uh, (laughs) we we would like to ask you, as a reminder to all our listeners, uh, who lives in your house? So in my house at the moment is just my husband and our two cats. My daughter is off studying abroad in Europe. Oh, that's exciting. I know. And you know what? It's really wonderful. I hadn't thought this part out. Is that it's five hours ahead in Europe. So by the evening, she's already asleep, and I cannot worry about her anymore. Oh, yeah. that. Never thought of that before. That's genius. But, you know, right, 8 o'clock at night, it's, you know, 1 or 2 in the morning for her. You know, she's I'm, done. She, I'm sure like, she's she must sound asleep. She's I'm not out. I'm sure she's doing, asleep. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, how are your cats? Are they sleepers? <laughs> the cats are great. Yeah. I have to say, my husband, now that's a whole other story, not for this show, but the cats are great. <laughs> All right. We're going to, we spent the first half of the show sort of reminding ourselves that for whatever insane reason, there's this. There, we, we, we get comfortable thinking sleep is all solved. It's <laughs> never going to evolve or change for anyone in our house again. The end. Uh, when it is the thing that changes the most all the time, as well as being the challenge that I think as parents, at least for Teresa and I, we take the most personally. Like, it's the one where we're like, why are you doing this to me? While anything else our kids go through, it's totally their own deal. <laughs> so, uh our kids are, are older now, and we've had you to come on to talk about, like, you know, infants as well as, like, night terrors and different things we've gone through. But no one thinks about older kids having sleep issues. And we joked, you know, you can't just say to your six-year-old, cry it out, close the door, because they can <laughs> open doors and come back in and be like, hey, what's going on? So I guess I want to talk about... You know, when you suddenly have an older kid, a four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old, basically walking, cognizant, (laughs) have their own opinions and issues, child who suddenly is uh, either not going to bed or waking up a lot in the middle of the night or, you know, for me, waking up really early and then consistently not being able to get back to sleep. I think a lot of us as parents suddenly feel abandoned. Like you go to the bookstore, you go online, and everything is really focused on, you know, infants and babies and toddlers. Help us with older kids and talk to, I mean, I'm sure there's things that Teresa and I haven't even experienced yet that that you're familiar with. So talk to us about sleep and older kids and how to help them. Absolutely. So first of all, you are, or your kids, it's so common to have sleep issues again. You know, (laughs) sleep is not something that you cure. It's something you solve for the moment, right? So disappointing. Right? Which is disappointing. But, you know, so all of this is going to come and go, and it just changes as your child develops. And I hate to say this to you, but... You know, when they're adolescents, you're going to be having the other issue. You can't get them to go to sleep, and you can't get them up in the morning. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll call you then. Don't worry. Right. We'll call you. Right. <laughs> right. Or my husband, right, when you get older. As yeah. I said, he's great, but his sleep is terrible. Yeah. So this, you know, seeing, hearing this is really common, and, and things change. And as children develop, and they talking, and they can explain things, and they have worries, right? It's mm-hmm. a whole new ball game. And so, But... 
On the other hand, the tried and true are very often the same things that we recommend, right? So we still really recommend having early bedtimes, having bedtime routines. Even a 12-year-old needs a bedtime routine or an 8-year-old. We still really highly recommend having children be able to fall asleep on their own. It's just the context that changes. So now we need to start thinking about a child who's really anxious and how are you going to help them be able to fall asleep alone when they're anxious. So, you know, again, it's the same issues, totally different ballpark, and it's just working with them in a different way. Okay. Well, can you take us through some examples of that? Let's take the, you know, anxiousness because that's something I bet, especially with kids, a lot of kids, it's hard to even know that they're anxious. You know, even though they may be older, they're not good at communicating that they're anxious. And I guess probably anything our kids are struggling with will show up in their sleep somehow. I feel like, oh, that should be an obvious one that if they're having a problem sleeping, it could indicate that they're nervous about something or worried about something. So how would we in those situations, what are some options that we can do to help them? Sure. So let me just take one step back and then we'll come back to the anxious child. So when I think about sleep and we see, say, kids in our clinic, I think about it in kind of three buckets, right? So I think about, is there any medical problems? Mm. And that's why we, in our clinic, we always see kids with physicians. So, you know, are they snoring? Do they have sleep apnea? Is something medically, are they in pain, right? So we think about it medically. Then we think about it behaviorally. So um, what are the behavioral issues that have contributed to sleep? So, you know, kids who are lots of screens in their bedrooms or they're having caffeine or they're needing mom or dad. They have the habit of falling asleep with them. And then the third bucket is things that is happening that's affecting kids 24 hours a day. Mm. And anxiety falls on that, right? So anxiety, they may be anxious all day, but everyone can kind of handle it. At bedtime, it's dark. It's scary. Mm. They're tired. You're tired. Yeah. So you're not as tolerant of like talking it out. You're going to be okay. You're just like, I'm done. <laughs> go um, to sleep. Right? Don't be so, anxious. It's yeah, not don't scary. Be anxious. Just relax. Relax. <laughs> you don't know anxiety yet, eight-year-old. Let me tell you. Just trust me. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It'll... yeah. <laughs> so That's basically, what I tell parents all the time. Right. Like, I'll ba- just tell them that. Yeah, yeah. Basically things that as adults we would hate to hear. Yeah. We shouldn't say also to our yeah. kids. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> So when we have a kid who's anxious, one of the really good measures of whether or not a kid is anxious is whether or not they'll go to another room in the house alone. So if you send them to go get their sneakers from their bedroom, a lot of them will, like, bring their two-year-old sister along. Like, that's really going to help. But they just... (laughs) can't like they're too scared to go into the basement Mm. or go up to their room and we often use that as a really good measure of like is your kid just anxious not all kids who are anxious don't go places but that's a really good like first screen um and so anxious kids what we want to do with anxious kids is we want to give them coping skills at the same time make it really clear that they're safe and that these are kind of the rules because sometimes what happens is as a parent you're like oh it's okay i'll stay with you yeah, i'll leave the light on but what you do often is give the message that you know what you're right there is something to be scared of if you're here alone <sighs> so we try to turn it around and make being alone in the dark a fun thing rather than a scary thing. 
So a bunch of different things you can do. Like kid child is scared of the dark. So we start having, we put like glow in the dark stickers on their ceilings or we play flashlight tag in their room or we have the parents read the last bedtime story by flashlight. Mm. So being in the dark is a fun thing rather than a really scary thing. Sometimes kids, especially the littler ones, like four and five, is you can use their imagination to battle a scary monster. So sometimes you can do something really simple, like, you know what? Monsters are really, really scared of cats or dogs or whatever pet you have in your house. (laughs) And you say, I'm just going to have the cat come visit your bedroom, even if you can't get the cat to stay. And when they (laughs) smell the cat, they won't come in. You know, so you can can be creative. You know, you can use monster spray. We just get a bottle and you fill it with water and you put across it monster and you spray the room. So you can use their imagination. Like once they're eight, they're just looking at you like, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, they've they've figured out a few new things, those eight-year-olds. I'll tell you that. (laughs) So with eight-year-olds or 10-year-olds, you know, we're doing a lot of cognitive things of, of giving them lots of positives for coping. So for saying things to them like, I'm okay, mom and dad are nearby. What would you do if something scary happens? I would call mom. What would happen if you call mom? Mom comes, right? Mm -hmm. So we even have them practice that, be in your room, call mom. Look, she comes. So we we, we give them positive and lots of attention for those kinds of things versus the I'm scared, I'm frightened, I'm whatever. Now I have. Can I tell you a really quick story of my bad parenting moment? Yes, please. Oh, my <laughs> daughter was about. Th- this is my bad parenting moment that worked. My daughter was about three and a half. I was tired. I go to the door at bedtime and I turn out a light and I go about to close the door and she goes, "Mommy, I'm scared of the dark." And I just hesitate. I have no idea why I said it. I hesitate and I said, "No, you're not." <laughs> there was this long pause and she went, "Oh," and that was it. <gasps> Never heard it again. Amazing. Oh, that's amazing. So good. That's amazing. Like, everybody's going to go try that, and yeah, everybody's going right. to be calling in like an hour. Yeah. I'm like, that did not work. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably but work it was for like, like one other time. person. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was a one-time fluke, so yeah. I'm like, yeah. I've never heard this before. Where'd you get this? <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I'm not going there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't put but, that in your book. <laughs> there you go. So, like, you never know what's going to work with kids, but what you want to do is yeah, you don't want to just like scoff at them and make fun of them. But you do want to like really encourage them about these positive kinds of things that because they're, you, you know, all of us still get scared. Like there's moments you're scared and oh, you have yeah. to figure out coping skills on how to deal with being scared. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Mandel, it's such a reminder that it's like, it's never just about the sleep. You know what I mean? And it, it's, it, not. it's always like an indicator of something else and that, and that it's playing out in the sleep. And once again, I mean, it really, I I don't, it's hard to say, like, how I handle different sleep issues as either successes or fails. Because it is, like, a really natural instinct to be like, all right, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obviously sitting down. And I'm obviously here. You know what I mean? Or, like, obviously you can come get in the bed. Obvi- you know what I mean? Like, I think, right. and we can't beat ourselves up for those choices if they're working, right? Like for, no, for the moment. I agree. It's because you know what? Some families, that's a great thing yeah. to stay with your child. And that's what they need. And that's what you need as a family. And, you know, I have to say, I know that, you know, some of you have lots of children. Um, <laughs> is it maybe a way for them to get a little bit of, of alone time with you? Right. Oh, and so right. one 
thing, I, you know, I often talk to parents about where there are lots of kids and a lot of chaos in the house is, you know, mm. rotate every Saturday. One of them goes with you out for breakfast. And so, you know, every kid gets some alone time or some, or goes for a walk or whatever it's going to be. And so thinking again, thinking about the reasons why they're having some sleep issues and to try to figure out what's the root of it. And then how can I help you solve that? Yeah, no, I mean, that's really fair. It's particularly difficult from the parent perspective when you're so additionally tired because, you know, anybody in your house's sleep is disrupted. Yours is disrupted. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) that's just how that is. So, you know, it's unfortunate that so much of, you know, that sleep is at the end of the day when we're all, you know, burned out and we've got to push ourselves further to like step in and because again you're like well they're not babies anymore so now I won't you know this is gonna be so much easier to handle can I just ask you randomly like do you have advice at four I mean like you you've definitely helped pregnant women with sleeping and new parents with sleeping as adults how how do we get off the ledge a little bit and and get in the right mind frame uh for helping when we're so tired well, yeah, I think it's it's taking a deep breath, yeah. right, and thinking about sitting down during the day when you're not so exhausted mm. and you're not so frazzled about how am I going to handle it tonight? Like, what mm. is, is the ideal I'm going to do? And the thing is, is realizing that um, you have to go for the longer-term solution rather yeah. than that night get them to bed, and you got to try something for a good 10 days. Seven mm. to ten days. Like, okay, I'm going to try this for seven to ten days, and I'm going to. And you know, with older kids too, you can also talk to them about it. Like, you know what? It must not be fun for you either that I'm kind of frustrated. Like, what yeah. can we do so that we can make this bedtime be really nice and like we can make it so we're all really happy and problem solve with your child about it. You know, we do sometimes really simple things about setting up, you know, like reward systems for kids that you buy into, like what they love. So, you know, a child who really loves baseball will set up like a baseball diamond. And, you know, if you go to bed without calling at bedtime, you get to go to first base and then second base. It means something very different, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah, for right. a five-year-old. Yep. Right. Well, you know yeah. that, right? Um, All right, teens. They, <laughs> right, teens. Um, and then, you know, they, you know, when they get a home run, they can get a prize. And so for a lot of the kids, if you set it up for a positive system mm-hmm. of that, they, that they get lots of attention for that, you can really swing things. But I think it's really coming up in problem-solving when you're awake and not all right. Well, let's talk about a different situation that suddenly you find yourself in as you've been parenting for a while. And that is if you have multiple kids uh, all in the same room. Teresa and I both, our kids share rooms. Teresa has three, very different ages. We talked about it earlier on the show. I've got two, but again, four years apart, uh, different sleep schedules. I feel like with multiple kids in the room, you've got issues of bedtimes, right? Like that, there's like just a variety of, the chance of everybody going to sleep at the same time seems like a a miracle, like a weird, you know, uh, crapshoot to see if that could happen. So you've got this multiple bedtimes. Other issues I would be, I assume would be for us, you've got, if you got one who always wakes up over and over and over at night and the other one's a good sleeper, but the other one's getting woken up. And then the early wake, like different wake up yeah. times. Kids wake up at different times, unless they're in my house and it's five o'clock. So, I can you talk to us about talk to us about multiple kids in a room and the different 
challenges that that are there and then fix all those problems for us. (laughs) (laughs) I will click my heels (laughs) and there you go. Miracles happen. So, you know, I also want to take a step back and remind you all and parents that for your kids, this may be one of the most wonderful memories they have. Right, is that I remember when I was a kid, I shared a room with my sister, and oh my God, we had so much fun in the dark, and <laughs> that's when we would talk, or that's when we would play, and we'd sneak out, and mom and dad didn't know we were playing, even though I'm sure <laughs> mom and dad knew they were playing. You know, so I, you know, keep in mind that there is some real wonderful positives about kids sharing rooms, and there's no rule that says, even if you have another bedroom, that you have to move them and separate them. So I think that part is really good. Now it's a little bit of containment. Uh, one, one of the, so, Sorry, that is right. a really appropriate word. Yeah. So, you know, so a few things I think is, is that there should be some really clear family rules, right? One family rule for kids is we do not wake each other. Mm. Okay. And, you know, you always have to pick your battles, right? right. So with sleep, it'd be like, I would just do that. You cannot wake each other. Anybody who's asleep in this room, you cannot wake them. And that's it, right? Just make that rule. And then they'd be like, oh, I understand that rule. Um, Five years later, so, they understand that rule. <laughs> right. But, you know, if you remind them every night, right. you know, it's so, that's what we're going to do. Um, I think also having, again, turning it around so they get positives for, for like, good behaviors. So if all of you are in your beds and quiet, I will come back and give you another kiss goodnight. Mm. And so they're getting attention for doing, for being in bed and being quiet. Right? Oh, so, it's coming in with a different reason. That, you know, right, I mean, so, that's interesting. Like to set, like, because again, you're right. Probably most of the times I go back in. It, well, I will say I'm one of those people that are like, I don't care as long as you're not coming out and burning down the yeah. house, I'm fine. But simultaneously, coming one reason I think most of us would go back in is quiet down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But to like pr- offer. Your if you return, are quiet, then yeah, I will come back. Yeah, yeah, for your return being yeah. something positive is yeah. just right. then you just have to remember to, to do go it. back in, <laughs> and, just... and you may have to wait for that one second that you yeah. get quiet, yeah. and then yeah. you run in, and then later it gets longer. Yeah, and you may want to build into your bedtime routine like five minutes of playtime. Right, lights are out. I'm going to leave. You guys have five mm-hmm. minutes to play. You set a timer, and then you come back in. So now the kids. Get that little bit of fun time without being, you know, and and it's a good thing. And then they're like, oh, okay. Um, And then you can say, once you're quiet again, I'll come back. Um, For the early morning waker, one of the things that we forget so much as parents is that kids can't tell time. Right. Yeah. So No, we we, got one of those bunny clocks. We got a bunny clock. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and so, right, you just have to be really clear. with. I have parents who say to me all the time, like, Oh, it didn't work. Like we call them good morning lights. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it, it, the light worked, right? The light right. came on at six or whatever. Um, it's really reinforcing the rules yeah. and being really clear about it. And also I think for the, for the early bird who truly is an early bird is giving them something that they can do. Yeah. I remember as a little kid, my parents taught me how to turn on the heat because then they'd come down to the house and it'd be nice and warm. I would turn on the heat and I would read. I had a, like a little pile of books, yeah, and I could read. And my daughter, I remember, we used to have like you know a little cup with Cheerios and a sippy cup of uh, that she could get out of the fridge for herself. You know, as long as she was safe, you know, yeah, yeah, five or six or seven, they can start doing that. But giving them so they're or else they're waking the others or they're waking you. I mean, you can't expect them to just if if they're really awake at yeah. five thirty for the day, they can't sit there till seven. I couldn't sit there till seven. Oh yeah. 
So, you know, coming up with some guidelines about that. But I think those um, good morning lights work really well. When they're super little, we start with the setting that you call it a bunny light, you know, at a really unreasonable time, like 4.30 or 5, so they can be successful. And then you just move it later by 15 minutes every couple of days. They can't tell time, so they don't know it changed. Yeah, no, yeah, no, there's some magic mm-hmm. about those times when I was like, oh, definitely, it's so late tonight, Katie Bell. It's mm-hmm. really late, mm-hmm. and it's like 6. Okay, yeah, okay. so this leads into the, like, I do, I talk to my four-year-old Oscar so much more than I would if I didn't have a baby I was trying to keep right. asleep. Like, I am willing to let him get away with so much mm. because I just don't want him to start screaming. Yeah. Because when he starts screaming, he wakes up my baby. And right. that just really sucks on yeah. so many levels. Well, right, because there's that frustration. I remember uh, with Oscar was, like, like I think right when the baby was born or maybe yeah. when you were still pregnant. Like, yeah, that toddler time, if you happen to have one of those, like, kids who... When they get upset that you're not responding or you're not whatever, it can go into like a full-blown tantrum, which is totally different than being up. Like, that's like a whole other thing happening. Yeah. And uh, I will say, what is it? Like, I I would say that what motivates me, too, is trying to protect another child's sleep while, which I think is a logical place to go. So, Well, and also just keeping... I bet he knows that. Doesn't he know? He knows that. Yeah, He totally knows that. It's it's terrible. But it's, it's like, but it's also, it's not just that I'm trying to protect other kids' sleep. It's that, it's that... It's I'm so almost like just Mm, sensitive at that hour, whatever hour it is, whether it's like the bedtime hour or the middle of the night hour or the early morning hour. Yeah. I just don't. I don't want a tantrum, right? Right. Yeah. Like I just, I want self preservation. It's a little. for me, but also for him. Like yeah. if he's going, is if he's going to that level, and this has actually really died down recently. It's not as big of a problem right now, but um, but it, at bedtime, the noise level is still a concern, right? But it's just that I don't want him to get so upset at that hour because it just makes me feel stressed out. Yeah. Like, it just, I don't like seeing him like that. I don't like feeling that way. And I just want to keep things. (laughs) Everybody. I get that. You know, so a couple things you can, again, turn the behavior around, right? So if he, say he stay, you know, the rule is if you stay in your bed all night, doesn't even matter if he's awake a million times. If you stay in your bed all night in the morning, you get a sticker. And you make, at four, they will do anything for a sticker. I have no idea why, but they'll do anything for a sticker. So, you know, to turn it around, like, if you do this, then you get this. And that can help a lot. We also sometimes give, especially at bedtime, um, with a four-year-old that works really well, is a bedtime pass. So you get, like, an index card, and you color it, and it can be, like, their mommy card or their whatever. You can call it whatever you want. And so if they need something, they can turn it in for something. So that way they do get last request trip to the potty or another hug or whatever they want. So that way they have a tangible thing. I, I am asking for this. I hand you my card and then you, I get whatever it is that you want other than I'm going to stay up for the next hour, right? It has to be a reasonable mm-hmm. request. But I think it also helps them then regulate their behavior a little bit because then they know no more card yeah. no more request. And then as they get good at it, we sometimes will then change rules and say, if you still have your card in the morning, you get a prize. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's very, very tangible because sometimes I think kids need really solid cues 
and I hate to say it, but sometimes parents need really solid cues, too, as to, like, when to say yes, when to say no, when can you give in, when do you do it, when do you not? Because as a parent, you're thinking, well, maybe she really is, you know, thirsty. I mean, well, she really does need to go to the potty. And so now they have an out. Like, they have a way to get that well, right, without but like, it escalating. Ah, here, but, like, so, so I'm hearing you, and everything you're saying makes total sense. <laughs> but I'm not in your house at bed- bedtime. It's well, great I mean, in theory. No, no. And that, but <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I totally get it. But, like, for, for me, uh, my... I, I do wrestle with that guilt. It's like a palpable, well, maybe they really do. Maybe there is this issue. Maybe they do need this attention. And that's why I like giving them a pass is that I think it helps everybody. Yeah. Is that you can ask for something. Like, that's okay, and I am here for you. And so then they, but they start to be a little judicious with it. Sure. And you know that if they really need something, they can turn their pass in. It's great. So it just limits it without saying you can never come out, which I don't think is fair to So, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. First of all, <laughs> as I said, it's not a cure when you have a sleep issue. It's a solve, and it's a solve again. It's a solve again. And remind yourself that it all, you know, ebbs and flows. Like, they'll be great. It's not like you're going to be in this now for the next five years. Right. But things will get better. As you make some slight changes, you're like, oh, we've got to put the brakes on a little bit, veer to the left. Um, I always tell parents, you know, one night, you know, always, you never know what's going on. A second night, okay. Third night, okay, now it's a habit, and you got to make a change. Yeah. But, you know, I, you, you shouldn't be hardcore. You know, that's what parenting is, making decisions at the moment, and then sometimes stepping back and looking at the bigger picture and thinking about what can we do to make things better. Ah, just like sleep, evolving. <laughs> well, Dr. Mandel, thank you so much for joining us and talking us through this new round of change, you know, changes and challenges. And I, yeah, absolutely. Your, your prediction is probably right. We'll be needing you back on to talk about something a year from now, three years from now, as they continue to evolve. And, you know, I, I just appreciate your approach to this. And it, it, you're right. It's not one size fits all. It is adaptive. It does change. It's giving things the chance to, to, to work, and if not, adapting again. Um, so thank you so much. And again, we'll link everybody up uh, to where they can find out more about you. And again, for, for kids, I mean, for parents with, with young kids, we really, we really do love uh, sleeping through the night, how infants, toddlers, and their parents can get a good night's sleep. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank it's you. It's great. <laughs> we'll talk again. We will talk again soon. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Brainwaves send a message. Pick up the phone when you like. Following the news is hard and it sucks. How do you know which stories are important? Which sources do you trust in this post-truth world of reactionary journalism? I'm Brett Black. And I'm Travis McElroy. And we host a podcast called Trends Like These. We cover trending news stories. We debunk misleading clickbait headlines. And we always try to throw in a little bit of good news. In our quest for truth! So join us every week on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my friend's favor. Judge John Hodgman ruled in my favor. I'm Judge John Hodgman. 
You're hearing the voices of real litigants, real people who have submitted disputes to my internet court at the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I hear their cases. I ask them questions. They're good ones. And then I tell them who's right and who's wrong. Thanks to Judge John Hodgman's ruling, my dad has been forced to retire one of the worst dad jokes of all time. Instead of cutting his own hair with a floby, my husband has his hair cut professionally. I have to join a community theater group. And my wife has stopped bringing home wild animals. It's the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Find it every Wednesday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. Thanks, Judge John Hodgman. Ugh. Yeah. I really enjoy having her on mm-hmm. to talk to us about stuff uh, because I do genuinely like the fact that she subscribes to the it's it's going to keep evolving. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're not trapped in just trying one thing and having to stick with it. If it's making you feel bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> try or making your child feel bad. You try other things. And I just I really value her experience and and her her insight into this stuff. I do too. She's the best. Yeah, she is. Do you know what I also value? Hmm. Listening to a mom have a breakdown. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> this is a rant. I just am losing it today. Nothing's even going particularly badly. I'm I'm 19 weeks pregnant. And I have an 18-month-old who's going from the two-nap to one-nap transition. So every morning from, like, 9 to 11.30 is, like, a total nightmare. And I just feel like I'm snapping at him and being mean for no reason. And, like, why can't I find any fucking clothes to send me? They all stretch out. Or they look weird. Or they don't stay up. And I just am so fucking frustrated. Like, and what's extra frustrating is on a regular, you know, on any other day, this wouldn't be too much. It would be fine. But for some reason, I can just not handle it today. I'm really, I just really needed to hear that I'm doing a good job. Thank you. You are doing yeah. a great job. You are doing a good job. I titled this On Any Other Day. Yeah. I feel like the the yeah. One Bad Mother movie, On Any, on any other, other Day. day yeah. And that is like such a profound thing to yeah, say. It and, it, and it is exactly right. Yeah. On any other day. Yeah. It might or, be fine. Or any other year sometimes it yeah. feels like it would have been fine. And so many of the things that trigger the, this kind of breakdown yeah. are things that on paper or when you say them, you're just kind of like, well, what's the problem here? Right. But there is a problem here. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the the little things that are triggering yeah. you are just the last grain of salt yeah. into the pail Whatever before else. it tips over. Yeah. It's the last drop of water before it tips over. Yeah. And so, yeah, dropping yeah. a ketchup bottle, you know, uh, putting on clothes. I mean, the clothes thing, I think, is universally Oh yeah, uh, uh, that, an upsetter. That's the end of it. It you really can't is. Find something that you feel good, good in. in. That's it's really hard to 
get past that and yeah. have a day. That's right. And that's the way you started your day. It goes yeah. right back to mama and the put a little lipstick on and you'll yeah. feel better. We yeah. need sometimes to just put something physically on. Yeah. And that could be a sweat, your favorite sweatshirt yep. to, a, you know, Coco Chanel yeah. outfit, whatever yeah. that is for you. Yeah. And when you cannot find it. Yeah. It is like it's really upsetting. It is like throwing yeah. the clothes on the floor. I have done yeah. that where I'm like, no, this is just. So, and you look at yourself. You're exactly right. It's the on paper. If I said to somebody, "This is the, this has ruined my day." Yeah, it's absurd, but it has. Yeah, because you're already totally full, and you right. weren't even aware that you were full. Right. And so these things do cause the breakdown. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, it. 19 weeks pregnant uh-huh. plus an 18 month old. Yeah. Well, that's that's and enough. And the nap uh-huh. transition. Yeah. When she said, it's like, you know, she like says the window of time and it's yeah. a total nightmare. I remember there would be like a two hour window in the middle of the day where Alice, who just didn't ever nap, right. you know what I mean? Or only nap for 30 minutes. The frustration of, will yeah. this be the day they're going to nap? Yeah. Or we've got to get through them not wanting yeah. to nap. I mean, it's or just, what am I supposed to do, do. with you right now? Yeah. I can't take you in the car because yeah. you're not supposed to fall asleep. I can't right. take you in the stroller. I can't. Yeah. What do I do with you? Because yeah. you're not. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really, really hard. hard. Yeah. And you are doing a remarkable job. Oh, yeah. Teresa? Yes. Oh, we learned a lot today. I think so. Oh. I am too tired to learn, and therefore all the learning was difficult to swallow. Hello, self. <laughs> I am a self. <laughs> it's so true. It really was. Like sometimes we have these moments where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be like, pay attention and like helping. Yeah. And helping this young thing yeah. in my house yep. succeed and get yeah. through the struggle. Yeah. But like, I don't recognize it. I don't see it. Nope. And I, it, all, it just sounds like a lot of work. Yep. Uh, that I'm really tired and don't want to do. Yep. So today was not one of those shows where I'm like, oh, helping. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. It, it was more like, oh, helping. <laughs> <laughs> that will be something I should be doing, right? Which, yeah. I, which I think is a fair guilt thing to wrestle with. Where yeah. like, obvi- obviously I know. Right. I that it now that it's been said to me, it's clear yeah. that that sleep issue is something that is is, is symbolic of something else yeah, that, that I you can could help probably solve. That I can help, by you know, doing right. something. Yeah. Helping my child. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like a real jerk for kind of not wanting to do it yeah. or for thinking that that feels like a lot of work. And I yeah. doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but you could also not do it. That's fine. <laughs> sure. For, yeah. I mean, it's not. I you know. know what I mean? Why this not? It's all like a cost benefit. Because like I'm thinking about yes. this stuff with Oscar. Right. And like, I could be starting to set some of those limits right sure. now. But I think I'm going to wait till the baby's two. Yeah. Like honestly. Or at least or till I can't till take it anymore. changed. Because right. right now it's more important to me. Like I, I can live yeah. with what's going on for a little bit longer to like yeah. kind of just mitigate the situation. You know right. what I mean? No, like I fully agree. And I think maybe... What we have learned or should remind ourselves about over and over again is the resources are there. Yeah. When we are exactly. ready. Yeah. There are options yes. and we can we're apply them when we're ready. Yes. That's right. So we're true. not yes. stuck forever. Yes, exactly. Um, everything 
has like a way out somehow. Yeah, and everything is changing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, yeah I just that I think that's actually the reminder, the learn, yes. the lesson is. Yeah, you don't have to. Right. These are tools. Because again, yeah. the tools are still the just yeah. it's it's getting stuck in the trap of feeling like there's no way yeah. out. Yeah. Which is a really easy place to oh, go yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, because it does feel insurmountable. Yeah. Uh, you go right back to our call. You know? Yes. It just feels like suddenly on any other day. Right. I could have done it. Right. And so let's try to remind ourselves <laughs> maybe it's the sticky on the bathroom mirror that says, when you're ready. There are options. Oh, my God. Right? I love that so much. Yes. Hello, self. I am a self. I am a self. When you're ready, there are options. I think that that's it. Um, <laughs> just actually, that sounds like a really good idea. Um, now go get some sleep, self. <laughs> I am a self. A tired self. A tired self. <laughs> Guys, it's a week. <laughs> we want to remind you that uh, we're going to be in Chicago, May 11th and 12th. Uh, the 12th is already sold out, but the 11th still has a little room. But remarkably, tickets yeah. are actually They're selling. So, fast. like, yeah. get some tickets. Yep. Uh, we're going to have a really good time, uh, and we'll be totally awake for you. Yeah. It'll be great. And everybody, you're doing a really good <laughs> job yeah you are you i'm like waving Seriously. my hands at you yeah. in the air yeah i'm scream shouting at you yes you're doing remarkable you guys are you're for real so great you guys are so great <laughs> you really are really it's so hard it's so much yeah both hard and so much yes <laughs> ever-evolving stew of a lot. <laughs> Teresa? Yes. You are doing a really great job. Thank you, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.